2: been a comedy it has been a comedy of errors as to our absence okay so i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna tell you a quick story uh so i mean this happens every once in a while and it seems to correlate around the time is uh, no longer around right, so, right. Boo has stopped showing up for some reason everyone's like whatever dan's been married for forever so he's going to have his anniversary yeah. uh, <laughs> mike mike's going out of town for work all the time when yeah. he hasn't gone been out of town on a monday night for like nine months or yeah. something and like i swear to you i got to super COVID. It's what I, so I got, uh, I, I don't, I can't remember how long, maybe six weeks ago or so. And like, it was the worst. I've never been so sick in my life. Like, I'm almost 40 years old and I don't recall ever being so sick. And for this long, I was like in bed sick for like a, a week before I saw any kind of reprieve. And like I was hallucinating, Mike. We were talking about this before the show, but like I was texting Mike about how I was supposed to help with a planned invasion of Shechem. Yeah. And, and like any me on how he lost it, no, we didn't retake it. It didn't happen. Even his own hallucinations were against him. He didn't. He wasn't even victorious in the
1: retaking of Shechem. <laughs> it was terrible. Why did you drop your hand? <laughs>
2: like I don't. I don't know if it happens to anybody else, but like, like so when I get a, a high temperature, I start to hallucinate. But but like I'm aware of it. I'm like yeah. I know. I know I'm not supposed to retake Shechem. I get goofy like that, but not, I don't. I haven't gotten that. Not not, not that Dad, far. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. Dan's going under control. <laughs> um, but, and like my mind was going, like, and here's the thing is that maybe this makes sense to someone's in-time theology, but not mine. Mine does not require any of this business. And so I'm like, this makes no sense to me. And I'm like, you're just, you have a high temperature and you're just going going loopy. But then, I mean, it doesn't take but 20 seconds later, I'm like, Shechem, how are we going to do it? <laughs> yeah. Who who's, who's a friend? Dan, the tribe of Dan. No, <laughs> no, not the tribe of Dan. And so... Um, So what? And like, I also had for some reason I was trying to put a series of uh, what felt like cubbies into my second floor because like we had just been we just moved and we had only been in this house like three weeks and we're doing construction all over the place and like. I, 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 like I was do, I was trying to do a, a price list And a uh, a materials list And and as soon as I nailed down the materials list My mind would go You can't connect that to the downstairs And I would like shoot I can't But cubbies don't need to connect to that It made absolutely <laughs> no sense at all And I tried to write it down so I could look at it But oh. like I just could It was awful Anyway That could have uh, been your next book yeah. <laughs> Cubbies don't connect downstairs <laughs> <laughs> and, and other thoughts from Shechem <laughs> uh, So anyway I was sick for like a week And of course you know As soon as you're sick They thought They're like You've got the COVID And so I tried to call And they're like Dude you need to do a COVID test I'm like Are any of these symptoms of the COVID? And they're like Well fever And uh, like, like High temperature And hallucinations And loss of weight they're like, yeah, that could be COVID. I'm like, doesn't that also sound like a hundred other sicknesses? I mean, aren't these the symptoms for absolutely everything? When someone says you're sick, sick, you go high temperature, uh, maybe a little bit of coughing, and you're not feeling like eating, <laughs> lethargic,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: tired. You I'm have like, a virus. That's right. This <laughs> seems like a hundred different things. You're like, no, you, you, we think you have the COVID. So I went in and they tested for the COVID, and I don't know if is, have anybody else. Been in for the COVID test, yeah, Dan. No. Yeah. I've had one, but it wasn't the same as yours. Yeah, you got to do the spit or whatever. Yeah. Where you could spit it. Did you do the full nose one? Holy cats! I was I again, grown man, and like I felt violated. Yeah, it was like an attack. Yeah, and like they stick it up your nose, and then like just a point where it really starts to hurt, and then they shove it up another inch. Oh wow! And then they swab it around, and like the lady didn't warn you, which is probably her wisdom. She's probably done this a thousand times. She's like, don't tell them, because yeah. then they're going <laughs> to think she just lie back, and then boom, right up in there. Uh, so anyway, they did it, and it's – it's. I, I know people are dealing with the COVID stuff, and it's difficult, but, like, this has been months now, six months. You figure they've got this under control, but, like, they couldn't get the, the, the results for, like, five days, but they won't see – they wouldn't see me for anything else. Until they got the COVID test back, I'm like, "Don't we? Isn't what's this why we do the protocols, the masks, and all this business? Can like, can't I come in?" Um, but they wouldn't see me for anything else. Eventually, I go to this. Um, they didn't quite have the. They didn't have the test back, but the the pulmonologist agreed to see me, and he's like, "Yeah, even if they say you don't have COVID, you have COVID." I'm like, "Well, why we do the test? <laughs> Can, can't we just put your expertise on the corner here and we'll just save that nose poke?"
1: So I did. Go ahead. Honestly, so they want you to test for COVID before mm-hmm. you come in. Yeah. So if you have COVID, but you don't come in, or you do come in, either way, don't you come in? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. If if they it's proved like I have the COVID, they would let me in. Then you should come in. Let yeah. Yeah. Say, just like, just well, let me in. No, you don't have the COVID. Just stay sick. <laughs> I, none I get, of this has made
2: sense. There's,
0: yeah. there's a break of logic anywhere.
2: I, I grant that it's new, but there's a break of logic in here somewhere, right? Everywhere.
1: Everywhere. Yeah. Every <laughs> single where. I mean, <laughs> <yeah>. everywhere. <laughs> all of the wares. <laughs> <laughs> the virus only attacks some exits, but not the entrances. It depends on which Walmart exit or entrance. That's I mean, right. it's like.
2: <laughs> yeah, they led you. They led me. Like, in fact, I went to another doctor, and they said, "Well, you can come in this way." I'm like, "Uh, do, do, these people are allowed to get the COVID coming yeah. in this direction?" It was you don't weird. Care about that? And like, I, I, somebody somewhere, and I'm like, I, for you guys, if anybody's playing softball or sports, like, there's weird things. Like, you can't sit on the bleachers, but you can sit anywhere else, and you can't be in the dugout, but everyone's still in the dugout. Like, it's just what I, I, people are trying, but you, you lost your head a bit, okay? Yeah. Anyway, long story short, they tested me multiple times for COVID. Nothing. I felt... Like I still couldn't do anything. I kind of convinced myself. I went back to work. I worked from home. But it took a month for me to feel like I was normal. So, like, that's part of the reason, like, we didn't do a show for a while. is, is that Mike was out of town. Dan was doing stuff. But, like, I, I just... I could not do it. I couldn't leave the house. I didn't want to come here and get someone else sick, especially because we couldn't figure out what it was.
1: So, so how, how does that work when you work from home? Do you, are you still, like, working? Are you still... I mean... Yeah. You're You're... Your yeah yeah I'm working <laughs> that's pretty
2: slick yeah yeah it's 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 pretty handy <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty nice wake fact, up clock in I was I actually here's the thing it creates bad habits I don't know for you other guys anybody else work, what your work from home experience is but like so if I had to be normally at an eight o'clock I have a standing meeting every morning at eight a.m. I'd have to leave the house at like seven seven fifteen get downtown get, get walk there get logged in or whatever uh, now I wake up maybe it's uh, seven fifty two <laughs> and then I and I turn over and I turn my computer on and I got my I'm in my you know might be in my undies, might not be. Who knows? And I take a phone call, and then I take another phone call, and I might not get around to doing anything for myself till like eleven thirty. And it's uh, yeah, I'm not sure it's good. <laughs> I'm not sure that it's. <laughs> I'm, that I'm it's not helpful. sure. I'm not sure it creates goodness in my life. Anyway, I, so I, I I tell you all that though, uh, d- just to say that like it was just a weird set of ex- circumstances of people traveling and me being sick and um. And also, like, we could have come in and do, like, a two-man show, but, like, we'd just been gone so long that I didn't want to – I just thought, like, let's have – I'll make you wait till everyone's back. <laughs> so, yeah. anyway, well, it's a full house tonight. Nathaniel's in here with us. Uh, Dan and Mike are here. We're, we're – uh, sorry for that long story, but we're glad to be back. Yeah. It's yeah, good to be really here. glad to be back, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I, I don't – oh, hey, one other real quick thing. Um uh, Brian if you're listening so like i we just fired up the equipment it hasn't been on for like 2 months or something and um for some somehow i missed a message that someone had put to the complaint line um from a man named Brian back in March and um i i, I really feel bad that we missed that cuz i want to say thank you for for calling um i appreciate um you you called to talk about uh, an episode that we did um about like when the covid stuff started happening and uh, I really appreciate your feedback there. And then he had provided some some Pope style, which is awesome. Which was pretty good. Actually, yeah. What yeah. was? Uh, do you remember what it was, Mike? Uh, yeah. It had to do with uh, if you're not. I, 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 what was the exact word? If if you're not inconvenienced. Uh, by uh, by the gospel throughout your day or spreading the gospel throughout your day you're probably not doing it right uh yeah yeah you're probably not bearing bear taking up your cross yeah, correct, yeah, correct yeah correct yeah anyway so um boy, I was super encouraged to come in today for having been gone so long and, and i don't I don't know if the Lord hid it from me or I just I'm lazy and don't do things right either way Brian thanks so much for calling the complaint line uh it, it was just cool to hear your voice um, especially because we, we mostly get texts and uh, we, I appreciate you listening thanks for calling in i'm sorry I didn't get to it sooner so b- big apologies from us. Um, I'd like to say we'd get better, but I mean, if you've listened to the show, you know there's no. a very low likelihood of <laughs> yeah, that. No,
1: yeah, Mo- most of our feedback is just really negative comments on yeah. our YouTube channels. So. That's that's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> most most of the stuff is going on over
0: there. <laughs>
2: um, so I, you know, I was, I was, you'd think we'd also stored up a lot of stuff to talk about, but here's the thing: most of the stuff that's going on since we've been on the thing is the thing where I'm like, nope, nope. We're not adding to the like I'm not acknowledging that I refuse to interact in that particular conversation I don't know what's the matter with that thing going on over there like it's it's speaking noise into noise well and actually uh you know I've had multiple conversations over the last couple of weeks that like there is so much going on that is absolutely unnecessarily divisive that speaking into it isn't worth it at all it didn't do anything <laughs> and they are and, and 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 all those things are dominating like news headlines and, uh, and and water cooler talk, right? And I'm like, boy, I've never had so much going on and had so little to say. Yeah. Like, I just <laughs> don't know that I can speak to any of this because, frankly, I don't know if it's it's it, it will even be heard
1: uh, with a bit of reason. Right? Nobody's changing anybody. They're just making everyone angry. Yeah. Whether No matter what the topic, yeah. It's just
2: it, it, right. It doesn't matter what the topic is. And, and, like, folks are like, yeah, this is the way things are. I'm like, this is not... The way, I mean, like, I realize that I've gotten, you know, older, and my interest in, say, a political things or the way the culture is moving uh, changes as you get older, you know. Uh, uh, but, like, I don't recall growing up in, 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 you know, late 80s through the 90s, graduating about 2000 or so. Like, politics was always like, yeah, there's always these folks that are disagreeing or groups of people that are fighting. But, like, it is literally... I am this, and I'm done listening to anybody else. And
1: people are shooting each other. And, over then, it. and yeah. then here we go, yeah. you
2: know. And like, it's not. And and then if you pull, like, if you talk to individuals, right? Like, I've talked to quite a few people that are, they just don't sit politically the same as I do. You know, they're mm-hmm. completely reasonable. Yeah. We have a completely reasonable conversation. Those are not the guys that anybody is actually talking to. Yeah. The reasonable people that's like, yeah, you know, I can see where you're coming from. I just, you know, I just don't, I, I, I don't think that, you know. And and like, it's, it just seems like it's. Where in the past it's like, look, uh, during especially work, right, we don't talk about politics or religion. We live both of those things out. These are just hot-button issues. Uh, these are the only issues actually going on right now, and, like, people are show up screaming, ready to talk about it and fire it up. And you're like, how do I even speak into what's going on when, like, you are literally uh, just adding to noise, right? Yeah. You're just putting a big old uh, pellet inside of a, a tin can and shaking it around like a like a— a zopher? <laughs> what is a zopher? What's that thing? The horn? Yeah, the uh, Jewish horn? Yeah. yeah. yeah no, what's yeah. that called? Is it a zopher? So far, isn't uh, so far? No, yeah, that I can't remember. be right. No, it can't that be. That Sounds a so like a far. joke. Sounds <laughs> <it laughs> like a, a horn. start of a joke. <laughs> 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 anyway, a big ram's horn. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, you know, so I, I, so I did make this note. I remember I was I was just coming out where I wasn't like delirious, and it was like day eight of this thing, and I started to make a note. I said like I'm gonna write this down, and then I'm gonna look at it like three weeks from now and see what I think. Um, and and I hate to. I, I was trying to make sure this is a valuable Jesus discussion, um, and I th- and I think that it is. Um, and it, but it intermixes on how we think about our our country. And w- what I wrote was free speech demonstrates humility. Free speech, the freedom of people to get to say that they want, is a demonstration of humility. And this was around the time when like Facebook and Twitter were. We're basically saying, look, here's, here's the narrative, and if you're not saying what uh, – things that we deem to be false or things that, we, that don't align with a CDC recommendation or whatever, we're not going to let other people see it. And, 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 and what I thought of – because I saw, I, I saw that, and I'm like, I mean, whatever. It's a, it's a, you don't have to be on the platform. You don't like Facebook. Don't get on there. like Here's the deal, capitalists. I love it. For, for, all the, for all the complaints that, no, you don't want communism, we talked about this I think like four or five years ago, but you're a crappy capitalist. If you don't like it, stop going there. <laughs> stop using the platform if you don't like it. That, you're just like, well, I, I'll put my money where I want to. Well, you still keep using something and whining about it. And so I, I, it, like, it, for the people who go, hey, I, who knows about communism in its purest form? It hasn't been tried. I would actually submit to you, capitalists, that you stink at being a capitalist. Yeah. <laughs> you're not doing a very good it's job. It's like watching the guys and be like, ugh, look, I'm done with Facebook. And then you posted that onto Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. you not real I mean you take three <laughs> steps back and go, You know, I feel like it's
1: antithetical to what I'm doing here. <laughs> and you but you don't. You you put three exclamations on it and you ship it out. Yeah. And then you go, but Yeah. There's some <laughs> newer platforms out there trying to be, you know, substitutes and yeah. and, and they're even more negative because they're just drawing all the people who right. were being banned. <laughs> they're full you know? of those guys. So they're just on fire and it's <laughs> just like I'll spend about five minutes and go, Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope.
2: So, so this is crazy, right? But like I uh I, I sent a Facebook message to Mark Zuckerberg, yeah. uh, and like knowing he would probably never read it, not, not a, a big Mark. deal, right? But like I was, I was, I was, I was reading about how some of his employees had, they were like uh, banning against him. They're like, hey, we're we're walking out or whatever. And I thought, whatever you think about social media or Facebook, um, right now uh, they're asking this one man to call balls and strikes on a platform of free speech, right? And so, mm-hmm. like at the end of the day. Uh, people were writing gossipy half true things on cave walls, right like as soon as, <laughs> as soon as humanity got the option to bend a truth or tell just a part of the story that they want to or you know or, or slander a guy out front in the middle of everywhere, they did it right and then now this guy is being tasked with do this so we like it." Handle your platform of free speech in a way that we like it. Right? Right. Free speech is not conducive to that. <laughs> <right>? Free speech <laughs> right. is not conducive to people going, I love everything about this. right? That's, the, why, the, that's why it's such a big deal. Is because uh, What was that? <laughs> that was that really cheesy American president movie where they said like, like the freedoms in this country is, is, is allowing the guy that you hate the most saying the thing you hate the most at, at the top of his lungs? Uh, while you're screaming at the top of yours, the exact opposite. Right right, 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 right. That's the gist of it. And so, like, I wrote the guy. I'm like, look, man. Um, apart from all that's going on, I don't even know you, right? But like, at the end of the day, you sit in a very tough seat to call balls and strikes on the way that humanity interacts with itself, right? And then, and then, you get put in the chair, whether you chose it or whether you created something that allowed it. You sit right in the middle of humanity going. Uh, be referee of how humanity works. I'm like, what a crappy position to be in. Right. Do well, so you realize Like that's the, what they're asking for, for companies like Facebook and Twitter and what they're assuming is they're like, hey, at any given moment in time, you know the absolute truth of everything in the world. Now use that to arbitrate what speech is allowed. Right. Yeah. Th- that. That is what lacks humility, is the thought that that can be true. And so, like, so what, what I was sitting there sick and I'm just making notes into my phone with like <laughs> no glasses on. And what I said was uh, restricting speech makes a claim that everything that could ever be known about a topic, either now or in the future, is known fully in this moment. Right? How many times, how many times, like, as a humanity, have we just been wrong? We were working with the best that we had. Best and brightest minds go, this is how we think it works. And then we learn more about life around us, we learn more about the context of how someone behaved, and like our knowledge gets better. I don't fault, and you should not fault a humanity for trying to work with the best that it was. That was the conversation that Brian called in about, that was the conversation we had about COVID in, in March, we're like, hey, take it easy, we don't have a lot of information here, you've got fallible humans trying to do the best with what they can. Learn how to deal with that. Okay. However, for someone to make to, to try to claim absolute certainty to say what we know now is that all the truth that would ever be known. Ask people to describe the moral character of JFK during the time of his presidency, and now ask to say, well, what did we know about his moral character now? Well, we learned a lot mm-hmm. about, but from people in his administration and people willing to say things after he's passed away, and it didn't feel like it was dishonoring to him. The con, like you didn't know everything then. And frankly, you don't know everything now about that man's life. And so it is arrogant. It is arrogant to posture that you personally or any given platform has the means to say, we know what is absolute fact. We know the entire truth right now, and it will never change. Right. And you can't do that face to face either. No. Right. Like we're just talking about a delivery system. Right, like the guy that can write a half truth or light a a misleading thing or whatever, like people do that to your face all the time. Like when you walk into Quick Trip, they're like, "Hey, man, good to see you." He don't believe that? No, that's not true. <laughs> He's like, dang it! Now I got to go clean the bathroom <laughs> you know <what> I mean. <laughs> right? Like, and so like people—I mean, all day, every day—are telling you half of a truth or a misleading thing or posturing in some way, right? And like you're not able to detect detect this with the the God-given attributes that you roll around with every day, and now you want to look at an arbitrator, a man, and ones and zeros, and go arbitrate this for me? Mm-hmm. You're you're a fool, man. That's you're that's a complete yep. sucker's bet. And it's, and it's even true here's the thing I know, I know you guys hear it from regardless of the media you look at like the media is not telling you a full truth now here's the thing you're to blame for some of that you are to blame for some of that uh, you won't read a 10 page article you won't you rely on headlines and, and a first paragraph of something to communicate to you that you've accepted that as what you consider to, to, for your evaluation of truth has been to your own detriment. So, yes, the media does do that. And, again, like I had nothing else to do. I'm looking at news, and I'm looking at two different places. Uh, give me two different headlines for a particular article. And here's the thing. I'm going to tell you this, you folks who are listening to me, you conservative bent folks. If you think that your conservative news provider is not guilty of this, you are a fool. You are a fool. Okay, I did. There were there a number of articles where I went through and I read. I said, look, I'm just reading source documentation all day today. Like I'm gonna go read the study. I'm gonna go read the court document, and then I looked at like various articles and I'm like, you're lying to me. You told me half a story, conservative news media. Hey, you told me a half of a story, liberal news media, but mainstream news media. Um, Now, the, the thing that differs between those two groups is the intent. The way that they're trying to influence you, but you are blind to think that any particular news medium is giving you a full truth. But that's again where, like, I don't, I know why they do that because they're trying to tell you a short story that you'll read. You are to blame for that. If you reject that and say, "Look, I will only read source documents. Uh, I'm not going to rely on someone else to tell me this half story of to get my facts," then this wouldn't be a problem for you. But you don't do that. You're to blame for that. I'm sorry, that's your fault. You blame the media all you want to, but the, until the last time that you looked at some sort of reaction, uh. To, to what everyone was telling you about, hey, here's the, here's the studies around the effectiveness of, what is that, HQC or something on, the, on COVID. Did mm-hmm. you go read the source studies or you just read someone's synopsis of it? Because if you didn't read the source studies, I don't care. I'm not listening to you. Because the media only has a few paragraphs to keep your attention. This is your fault. So the, mm-hmm. anyway, the, the, the broad point of, of what I was thinking was, is like from a Christian perspective, and this is the main problem with how we interact with social media, and it bleeds until how we interact and have conversations with others, it lacks humility. It assumes that at any given moment, you are in full control and handling of all the facts. And you know that's not true. You know that you're lacking context. It assumes that we will never learn more of context, that no one anywhere in the line of information had any any bias uh, or misunderstanding or incompetence. These are all humans in any of these things. And so if there's anything to think of before you go spouting off your mouth about the latest facts that you think are irrefutable, that you think no one will ever change, and like the, the science is settled. This is the brilliant thing about science. The science is never settled. It's never – science has a built-in thing that says as facts change, we, we communicate new things, okay, where you do not lack humility. That's what this is. It's an arrogance that say I know because I read from someone else who claimed to know who obviously doesn't entirely know. They don't have the vision of the world. They, they've got information from humans who are fallible. Now, here's the thing. In humility, you need to look at everyone else around you dealing with the, and doing things the best they can, all right? That's what we talked about before. But, like, you, there's no high horse here. You don't have a grand notion of owning facts. As much as you think things, there's all kinds of stuff people thought was, were irrefutable 50 years ago. It wasn't irrefutable. Things change. Do the best you can with the information you have, but your arrogance cannot stand as Christian witness. It simply cannot. And that is the behavior that I've seen on on, on social media and frankly that I've seen in even some face-to-face conversations is arrogance. And that is, it's the mark of the beast. (laughs) Like, like, arrogance is the prime characteristic of Satan to be able to have, to know who God is, to be able to have walked in the presence of Yahweh and think, I have a chance of defeating this. That's arrogance. And like that, if, if we don't learn anything, it's to, is, is to recognize when we are being arrogant. And you, your handle on non-biblical facts that come from fallible pots of humans is your biggest risk for arrogance. And frankly, that's what's contributing to this explosion of stuff in our society. We know the minute something happens in the news, oh, I know the motivation of the guy who pulled the trigger. I know the motivation of the, of the people that were marching down the street. Our world is way more complicated than you give it. It always is. It's always more complicated. It doesn't mean you can't call balls and strikes on things. Hey, you shouldn't do this or that. Hey, maybe we need to look at these procedures or whatever. But, like, again, you do the best you can. But your level of arrogance around it, I think, is the biggest risk to Christian witness because it puts a claim on human facts over and above a submission to kingdom life and kingdom values that say we walk with humility here. And that's what th- that is the key. If I had to roll it up to something, it lacks humility. All of it lacks humility. So be careful. Uh, and, and, like, it's it means sometimes, and, and, and again, we've we've kind of had this discussion, but, like, there have been times where, like, I'm two weeks into some kind of major thing, and I'm like, I feel like I should say something. I'm like, I don't know. Mm. I, I, I'm i going to walk in, in humility here and say, look, if I don't know where to speak, I'm going to prayerfully put the thing that is bigger than me into the hands of the one who is bigger than me and say, look, I I will speak when I know things for sure. Here's what I know for sure is this is arrogant. I know there's arrogance here. I don't know all the balls and strikes of everything that you guys are fighting over, uh, but I know that that we're talking about it in such a way that it reveals arrogance, and so I don't mind saying that. (laughs) So anyway, Ben's big sickness revelation is, look, it's a humility problem. It's an arrogance
1: problem. Totally agree with that. As this was uh, unfolding, all the COVID stuff, just all the stuff, you know, Yep, yep, yep. and the whole world's on fire. I I thought I had to I had to scrap my, my plan for preaching, you know, for this year. It's like, okay, yeah, how to raise kids right now. You know, nobody cares. Right? <laughs> right, right. So um I had I started I was looking for okay, I didn't I didn't know what to do. So I started going through Ezekiel. Thought okay it's kinda of fun. But I thought, eh, actually this is kinda of depressing. <laughs> the world's on fire. <laughs> Ezekiel's saying, You're all gonna go burn you know. Uh, so I thought, okay, I need to change. So but then it was it was, I what you just said was what kinda of came to mind. It's like we need we need to talk on humility and, right. and uh, so i went through the beatitudes <laughs> oh perfect uh, and and just finished it uh, a week ago yep um uh because i thought that we need peacemakers we need people who are meek we need you know we need we need right. people that are th- thirsting you know for for righteousness and and um even though it wasn't that long ago i went through that i mean it's been five years or something right know. um and, and it was just like yeah yeah that was just uh it, it was answered the situation better because like you're right we, i n- I can't speak for all whatever people, right? Right, uh, you know, <laughs> but I can speak for Jesus, and and He, he tells right. us how to him, you know. We're always praying for, uh, you know, oh if 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 we just pray to God, He'll heal our land, blah blah blah. What if He's waiting for an army of peacemakers to go out and make peace? Right, we're waiting for Him to wave a magic wand, you know, and and come on, heal the land, God. Right. you said you would, get off your butt. Right, and be a peacemaker. Make pe- like active, making
2: the yeah, peace. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, man. Well, and it ta- and that's the thing is it takes it takes it takes humility to say I don't know all the answers, but here are the tr- here are the things Jesus told me that I know for sure, and so yeah. I'm gonna go do that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna do that, even in face of people who who want to argue about it, because like it's just so it's so difficult. To, to to the stuff to stuff that you read and like you, you read one account of something you're like oh yeah totally I totally get what's going on here and then you read a different account and you're like oh well maybe no it's a lot more complicated than I thought and like there's human evil in there, and there's human yep. natural human bias, like not even intentional, not even malicious. Yeah. Uh, and and so, like, hey, man, I can't sort. I will never know all the facts. I just can't know it. It's Yahweh gets to know everything. I have a limited scope, and so with my limited scope, what are things I know true? I I know that the meek, the humble, and meek will inherit the earth. I know that we're called to make peace, uh, especially with people who I don't want to make peace with, <laughs> mm-hmm. and so. Like if we can just ground ourselves in that, and and like if if you're not, Dan, that's a, that's a such a great thing to think about. Like, is 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 my is what I'm about to say, either in person or online, align with the values of the kingdom, uh, lined up in the Sermon on the Mount? And if yeah. they do not, the fact that you claim to that you most of your fights over one piece of datum. Here's, here's a piece of data that I said that you said was this and I say is this. It was 6%. Now it's blah, blah, blah. I mean, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, react to the best that you can. But, like, is that what we're going to go to the streets on? Let's go to the streets making right. peace. We're going to go to the streets over this data point coming from other fallible humans right. who, who collected the data from other fallible humans who may or may not be influenced by other fallible humans. Like Okay.
1: <laughs> like, you can only control so much here. <laughs> that That's my whole question on that, is are we agitators or peacemakers? Right. Yeah, 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 most of us are just – we, we'll take our slant on, well, yep. here's what my science says, or here's what you know, my yeah. article says, and and we're only posting that to agitate. That's, our, that's only why we're that's doing it. That's right. That's right. We, I mean, you know, yeah. in general. And it's like, yeah, I don't think we're called to well, do that.
2: It, it's, it, there's even an arrogance in saying, I, I want everyone to know that I own this perspective. Yeah, It is it is mine. When it aligns to being right, because I think it is, I want you to remember my name was associated with it. I was the guy who thought that. I'm like, you arrogant bastard. Is that, That's really what we're after here? Right. and uh, I mean, Paul speaks almost directly to that in Galatians, right? He says, they're making much of you for no good reason. <laughs> right? You, you want them to make much of you. And it's okay to be made much of for the right reasons, and that's not why they're making they're making much of you. They're making much of you to your own glorification, and it's a disaster. Yep. And right, that's what you, that's what an agitator is, right? You make much of me either being right or being the counterpoint or being strong in my beliefs, and and like you're just in there to throw muscle. Yeah, yeah. And and I, I hear I, like I know what some of you guys are thinking. Like some of you're like, but the, doesn't the truth matter? Yes, it does. What I'm telling you is, it lacks humility for you to think you have a claim on the true facts of the world. I think you can under I think you can know the true facts of the kingdom because Jesus outlines those. But your ability to be like with absolute certainty to own the true things of human behavior and circumstances coming from third party to third party to third party through bias and bias and bias, I'm telling you that whatever you think you're holding on to is not near as firm and you can't be near as confident in as the truths of the kingdom. And so if you got to pick something to lead with, let's we lead with the thing that you know for sure from a behavior and worldly-focused perspective, and then... I mean, yes, pursue truth. Do the best you can with the facts in front of you. But, like, just know that as a human, you just do not have the ability to see a full picture. And I promise you, like, when you've, when you've done a lot of the work that Dan's life has been serving Christ is, you, is you, you get pictures into people's relationships. and You get pictures into people just before they're dying uh, or they're because when they're dying is something. And, like, being in the midst of humans in those situations, you start to get a lot of context that you go, huh, I didn't have all the facts when I last interacted with him about this thing or like holy cats I never knew right when's the last time you (laughs) tried to help somebody with something or right like someone came to you with a problem they're like I'm having a problem with this guy or me and my wife are struggling or my husband's being a real blah 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 and you're like yeah he is I'm gonna go talk to that guy Right, and then you go talk to him, he's like, whoa, 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 here's the thing. He's beating cats in the basement. Right, you're like, you're like what? <laughs> what? That's not what they said at all, you know? And then you're like, I wish I'd never gotten in the middle of this, you know? I got, I got way <laughs> differing stories, and I'm like, I can't tell what's going it, it, it has honestly been uh, probably the biggest struggle for me is, like, I will get involved with things, and it'll be, I'll be three steps in and go... I have no idea who's lying to me. Mm -hmm. Somebody's lying to me. I cannot tell what the truth is, right? Maybe both of them. Maybe they're (laughs) both lying to me. I just, I have no idea what's going on. And then, like, I I have to fall back and go, God, I don't know. Like, I wanted to help. I got good intentions to get in the middle of this and and, 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 and deliver a strong word if it was needed and comfort this here. And then I'm like, somebody's lying to me. And I don't know what's (laughs) going on. So I guess I'm out. I don't know, man. I just, and and like, (sighs) don't think that people are doing that any different to you, right? It's just, it's just constant. Right, it's just absolutely <laughs> constant. And frankly, there's a there's there's a portion of and Christianity falls into this, right? Where we tend to start worshiping truth, right? Like truth is no doubt a good thing, but it's not the worship, right? Like it's an idol, right? And so, like people be like, and here's the deal, here's the thing that I noticed, here's the 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 the, the center of the thing, and I want you to know that I saw it, you know, and I picked it out, and like that was way – They teach you this like when you're dealing with um, kids that have uh, uh like if you're working through adopting kids or kids that have grown up in a certain environment, it's the relationship you're there to maintain. That's what you're there to maintain. You can't die on every truth hill or misbehavior or whatever. Your job is to protect your relationship with that kid. If, if you took that exact same approach to humanity, right, the truth of the thing, there's no doubt it is important, but like my relationship with you is the thing that I want to save. Is the thing that I'm willing to put time and effort and whatever into. And I would say our current state of uh, affairs is not that, right? Like, I'm willing to burn every relationship I got so you know that I think the coronavirus is stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I mean, I guess if you want, you know? (laughs) And so, like, same thing with with whatever whatever thing that you want to pick that you don't think I understand wholly. And the truth is, I don't understand it wholly. Uh, that is true. <laughs> I don't understand the whole breadth of it or the thing. I, I don't any of it. Even the stuff that I could half believe, I, I don't. I don't understand it completely. You know. And but you're you're willing to burn me. <laughs> you know. I'm I'm sacrificial to you, uh, opposed to uh, mask wearing or not wearing masks, or you know whether I march or don't march, or whether I think this happened or that didn't happen, or whatever. Right. You're willing to bur- you're willing to sacrifice me as a human. And everybody else that doesn't want to, or or have a having a hard time seeing what you're getting at, and that's a horrible perspective, right? Like that's just tough. You don't agree with me, you're out. I will burn every friend I got. I've seen people post that on social media more than once. Oh man, if you believe this and this and this, go ahead and take me off your friends list. Okay, yeah, great. Because you <laughs> sound like a jerk friend anyway. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you're willing to you're willing to get rid of me. Uh, based on one news article that I didn't even right. actually pay attention to. <laughs> right. I, I, I'm not 100% on what's going on. I'm reading the same thing you're reading, and I'm up in the air about it. I'm like, I don't know if it's true or what exactly happened or what, whatever. You know, So I, I don't know. It's yeah. it's sad. Like it's, It really is. It's totally defeatist and not a, a love of people. And, like, it's number two on God's list, right? <laughs> love me. Love people, mm-hmm. right? Love me. Do what I tell you to do. And then love your neighbor as yourself. Two big commandments cover the big fat part of the book in the front, And we're really failing at the two. The number two thing. We're probably not doing great at the one, right? Right. But like like the number two, we're not even trying, right? We're just like, uh, love, uh, not necessary. That guy uh, refuses to wear a mask. He's out. (laughs) (laughs) I I love you if you wear a mask. That's That's right. right. That's right. It's, it's, it's just so difficult. You know, you know. <laughs> and I know, and, and, and I, I, again, like, um, I, I, I know it's easy to be like, well, what do you guys mean then? Just because we can't know everything in the world, what am I supposed to do? Nothing. No, that's not what we're saying. Right. What we're saying is the way that you approach everything should, ha- should be undergirded by the, by the humble notion that, like, you know that you're not in control of every perspective and bias. Yeah. You know that. And so knowing that means how you approach a situation should be reflected in that humility. Not that you don't approach it, not that you don't do the best you can with what you have and the brain that God gave you, but if you but if if the way that you approach it reeks of arrogance that claims that you know more than you do and that you don't recognize that that inherent human bias and misperception and agenda doesn't exist in the person marching the street and in the police officer that responded to something and the news media that covered it and your uncle who read it and forwarded it on to you in a Facebook message that said you got to share it because the truth must be known. Then you're a fool. That's arrogant. That's what I'm saying. Do the best you can, but but like anything that doesn't reek of of humility. Because you recognize that you are you are a limited human and so are everybody that you dealt with that day in every medium, that's where you're getting, that's where you're gonna lose it. That's what I'm telling you. It's your attitude that, that approaches any given situation. That's interesting, right? Because like what's humility look like in some of the in some of the big things going on, right? Uh, if you think masks are stupid, you should wear your mask. What do you care? I mean really, what is it what is it hurting you? Humility goes, wear it. Uh, if you absolutely you should be walking up to every police officer going, Man, I'm sorry, I know this is a mess I I really am I'm sorry you should be walking up to uh, your black friends and go man I'm sorry I know this is a mess I'm I'm sorry this has just got to be rough all the way around right there's all kinds of situations that I don't understand right but I knew (laughs) but I do know that there are hurting people and like I don't want them to hurt and I know it stinks and there is truth and there are things that have to change and there are things that are flat out wrong and we're not saying not to get behind those things Right? And, 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 and be a force for changes that are good for people. But your basis still should be on loving people, not hating a group of people. Right? If your motivation is because you hate the group of people or this other group of people, you're already setting out wrong. If your motivation is because you love this group of people and you want to see things change for the better and this other group is causing the problem, yeah, you're at least out half started with the right motivation. But if your motivation starts with, I just hate those people. <laughs> right. I just hate them. Well, and you started out wrong. You left the house wrong. You should turn around. People are making much of you for the wrong reasons. It, and actually, to, to, the, to the Beatitudes point, it generally costs you something to make peace. Mm-hmm. Make, make peace requires an effort. It requires uh, – as a matter of fact, this is so weird now that you brought this up. I remember teaching on uh, here. On, on but part of the Beatitudes. Okay. And it had to do with making peace. And I remember the, the story that I had at the time was about, uh, it was like Thanksgiving morning. And my, my wife and my oldest daughter were arguing over their over hair. My wife wanted her to have hair a certain way because it was Thanksgiving. We were going somewhere. And like I, there was absolutely, I wanted nothing to do with this conversation. Like yeah. I'm not yeah. going into that bathroom. This is going <laughs> to be awful. And I thought, I'm sm- I, 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 I help broker peace between the ladies in my house and so I went in there and I brokered peace and we got people and people did hair that was close to what people were looking for and ultimately we left the house in a peaceful situation and I didn't want any part of walking in the middle of two people arguing mm-hmm. but now I get it in the realm of what we're talking about that seems like a shallow example but like the point being is that like it costs you something it's easier to sit on the sidelines um, and here's the thing, trying to broker some sort of peace between your dad, Dan's been here, Mike's, Mike's been here, uh, Nathaniel's going to be there, between your daughter and your wife is a very de- delicate balance. Oh <laughs> it is very oh. delicate. Because, like, you can come in there going, look, you will listen to your mother, blah, blah, blah. You're going to have a hard time brokering peace that way. But you can't be like, look, I know your mom's overreacting, so just do this <laughs> thing. You, that's that's not brokering peace either. Yeah. And so, like, it's a difficult thing to walk into because you love both parties and you just hate to see them arguing. And so the point being is that, like, it's wrong to think that it's not going to cost you something, that, like, you don't have to swallow a little bit of yourself. Because here's, here's – I'll tell you this flat out because my wife doesn't listen to the show. I don't care about the hair. My kids want to go and wear their hair however they on Thanksgiving. I'm like, well, I, nobody cares. This is not a big deal to, anybody, to me at all. I don't care. I'm totally on the side of my daughter here. But, but here's the thing. It's like it's not about me. That wasn't about what I think. It's not about protecting and showing everyone, hey, everyone's overreacting because I don't care about the hair. It's finding a way to make peace between two people regardless of what I think. Um, and so it's, it will cost you something. It will mean that you don't – like it's not about you and you spouting your beliefs it's about listening to why these people are arguing about this type of thing and like yeah i get it sometimes there's just people who are never going to listen okay don't burn all your time over there <laughs> Try, go but 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 like it takes effort it takes time and it will cost you things to make peace and if it's not doing those things back to brian's point um like, maybe you're not bearing your cross here. You just wanted to, we wanted to stay out of it. But, like, you got, most of us are on social media going, boy, it sure takes a lot of time and effort for me to spend all this time pissing people off. Yeah, man, I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm so wasted on this. What an effort. Yeah. Boy, I've been tearing up the, the newspapers all day. You've been doing what now? You've been doing nothing. <laughs> You haven't been doing anything. People used to at least write signs, right? <laughs> Put it, get the markers out, cut a board. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're not even doing that. We just get on, the click, click, take that world, bazaar. Oh man. All right. Sorry. Hey, I mean, I don't want come back from the show after months and, and do something heavy, but like, anyway, those are my rambling notes. I've, it's been a heavy couple of months. It's hit heavy, right? Like, and I think you can probably say uh, I did not think that like the prolonged way that this is going was taking a toll on me until I realized it was. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think it really is, actually. And, like, I don't think there's a need to put a fancy media word to it or anything. But, like, at the end of the day, uh, you, people aren't, they're not uh, community uh, as they were. Right? You're not free to community as, as you would. Right? And, and like, the the, the the freedom that you had to stop by and just talk to a guy or go help him put a barn up or, to, you know help him change a tire or whatever. Like it's just, you can't even stop by off the road and help a guy change a tire anymore because he might kick you to the curb and be like, right. whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, you got a <laughs> Trump bumper sticker? I don't want your help. Yeah, Come get on. Out of, <laughs> get out of <laughs> here. You know, <laughs> It was on the car when I bought it. Yeah. We, ju- we were driving around that giant van. You remember that van of Sean's? Yeah. Uh, the green one. It had a Fred Thompson sticker on the back. Yeah. And yeah. every once in a while, someone would like comment on it. I'm like, first of all, Fred seems like an all right guy. but And he was dead by then. And it's the second of all, really? This is the thing that rubs you the wrong way? A guy who lost... A primary <laughs> like eight years ago <laughs> what's the matter with you
1: <laughs> people so, are weird my, my my wife works at the, a school and uh you know at, she she right now is just in the in the office yeah and, and she's had people all day today calling in and just yelling oh. and, and just you know and, and so she's pretty beat up she comes I'm home sure. and says well here you know it's where everybody's at right now you're you're the dog everybody's kicking yeah you know it has nothing to do with you it has nothing to do with the school Everybody's upset at everything. Yep. Yeah. And they don't know how to express it. And, and you know, they're just. Yep. And, and she knows that. I mean, it wasn't anything she did. Yeah. It's still it was just hard. Like, it does help to hear in. that, though. Like, like, look, they don't actually mean this. One gal called, We can't log in. You know, can, are you going to help me? She says, Well, are you in the settings? Said, but, I'm not going to do that. Are you going to help me? she kept saying, "Worry, are you? Did you go to the settings? <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. she finally hung up on her. The gal hung up on her. And she's just like, it's it I, It's just I, where people
2: are at. I, I had the are. same problem like that like our girls are doing uh online school, right? And uh. so like they're like uh it turns out like some of the classes can't be done virtually and so um you know, they're like so so they end up having like first, second, and third period online and then they don't have a class again until sixth period. And I'm like, What time do the periods start? you know? And they're like, Nobody answers me. So I emailed a school, I'm like, Look, man, uh it's easy when you're at the school to just keep rolling into the next one. But like, yeah. what time does you she need to bell. come <laughs> back online or whatever? And no, I mean, I get the zeros. No one can answer me. No one's, I'm like, what is happening? Why can't I get this simple answer? I'm trying to help the kids show up when they're supposed to. I'm like, well, it's easy. It's six period. Well, what time does that start? The world does not work that way. I don't divide my workday up into seven different sections and just happen to roll into it. I need to know what time to be there.
1: It's early out because that makes it a different time.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> And, 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 to this day, no one answered me. Right? Uh, I, I got nothing uh, until. You gotta until call one. my
1: wife and just hang up on her. Yeah.
2: <laughs> You'll feel better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Text me over to documentation. So, so my daughter finally, they have a, a day where they ever go in and she, she took the wheel. You know, she went and wrote, she wrote it down. Every, every period, she wrote down what time it started. She's like, here, leave the school alone. <laughs> like, I, I wasn't fired up about it. I mean, they were irritating me, but I wasn't that fired up about it. I know why they don't, they're not answering me, but I, it really is. I mean, it's just, people are just high strung. Oh, it's a yeah. mess. You know, and, and, like, yeah, I mean, I've been taking it poorly as well. You know, like, even some yeah. of the things, you know, they're like, yeah. this, this, the virtual school's been kind of tough. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know what's supposed to be going on. What a hard thing to figure out. Like, regardless of what it, what Instantly. it was. Instantly. Yeah, like, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, so here's the thing is that, like, it's real easy to get caught up in whether you think it's justified or not. Right. Or whether you think, hey, they should never set foot in a school again or everyone should be in there spitting on each other. Like, whatever your point <laughs> of view is, like, can you at least recognize that, like, there are massive groups of educators – Trying to figure out the impossible. Yeah. Right? In addition to the fact, remember we had this conversation about, um, even we were talking about defunding the, p- the police and saying, look, there's probably room to have a conversation of how much are you asking your police to do uh, to be guidance counselors in addition to people trying to keep other people from committing crime or to find stuff. Like, and we talked to this about educators too is that the, one of the main things that happened as soon as the, the virus, the corona stuff hit, was they're like, hey man, where are kids going to get meals? I'm like, boy. You, you forget that, like, maybe the school system is overloaded with stuff that they shouldn't have to be doing. Like, but, but, but so now think of this, that same burden and the stuff that these folks are worrying about. And, like, these are impossible things to solve. And not only like, hey, what are we going to do about school? But then they're also thinking, how do we how do we feed this? The, the kids that are homeless. And how do we find – what about the kids who don't have internet? Like these are impossible situations that the sinews of the schools are trying to do. And like you're not going to find a perfect answer. Mm-hmm. Some kids are going to feel left out. And, and, and maybe even their being left out emphasizes the nature of their worldly situation because they can't get a ride
1: anywhere and the bus doesn't go over to this place and they can't get a meal. Like – and there's, you know, twenty seven languages oh, taught yeah, right. at, or spoken, right? And then you got a face mask on, so you you don't realize how much you rely on reading lips, looking at lips, yeah, yeah. And you're like, I, I, and there's so they're speaking muffled, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> And these are and like they're
2: so difficult <laughs> yeah. situations. And then you're and then you're asking your educators one to try to figure this out to learn a new system to make it feel like they have confidence in it. Uh, and here, this is coming from we homeschool, but like so it's like we're not dealing with any of this. But like I, I I'm not an idiot. Like I totally sympathize with the problems they're trying to solve here. <laughs> and like. They're probably stressed out, and then like if if a teacher is trying to do their best to not seem like they're stressed out because they have to guide other people and not be stressed, and like your pastors are in the same position. They're trying to figure out these situations and then lead you in a way that doesn't make it seem like they're frazzled when they got a lot going on. And so like
1: now, here's what's funny though about about the the pastors though. Yeah, is I mean we're talking like. An hour a week Also true Uh, Yes We're not talking Seven hours a day Right uh, uh, Of teaching lessons uh, uh, Yeah because I'm on The preacher's groups They're all going crazy And oh we're all Going to quit We're all It is over Everybody's terrible (laughs) Everybody's going to resign I'm like dudes, How'd that be a teacher Right now (laughs) Right You you know (laughs) Right (laughs) Who who has a new sermon Every day day, day, Way to finish the race Well pastors
2: (laughs) Oh you know what I'm out of here I just can't (laughs) I gotta do this anymore. This is too much right. burden to me. You can do anything through Jesus. Yeah. Oh, but
1: not an hour a week's <laughs>
2: oh. live stream. <laughs> right, fixing right fixing the preacher problem is like you need a laptop and a competent seventeen year old. That's <laughs> right. what you need. Right. Yeah, that's right. not the same problem. And it's, it's just,
1: okay if it's not Hollywood. That's I mean, right.
2: I, reach <laughs> out to the youth. They'll get yeah. you. T- they'll get you spun right up. You'll be running a show in no time. That's yeah. That's a good point. It, it, but like again, it co- it just comes down to humility. Like it is arrogant for you to like pri- to prioritize all the problems or all the facts that you want to straighten out in the world and forget that whatever level of disagreement or lack of engagement you have with a bunch of other things going on in the world like as a as a as a dad whose family exclusively homeschools and have forever I st- I can still reasonably look at the public school system and like what a burden, what a difficult thing to solve. Those folks have just got to be worn out. Yeah, right. Along with the pitchforks that are outside in the fire. Right. They're yeah. like, what did you choose? Boo. That's right. I have no judge. Like I've seen. Like so I, we actually we do enroll until so, like there's we go um, our kids go attend for like four three or four hours in a, in a local school district and like I've seen their return to learn plans. I'm like, good effort. This is a great effort. Like yeah. I know this is not perfect. Uh, and you're going to learn as you go, and someone's going to get COVID, and the whole thing's going to blow up. Yeah. But like, you know, uh, th- th- like there, were, I have quibbles about. it I'm like, well, that's probably not the wise decision. Hey, I think you're probably overreacting here. But what the heck, man? They're they're doing their very best in a very <laughs> difficult situation. Just be kind and <laughs> humble,
1: right? If right. you
2: had this figured out, you could be president, but you don't. All right, all right. Okay, sorry. A couple of funny. Uh, I thought these were funny. I, and now that I look at them, I suppose someone could find them divisive. But I thought these were funny. <laughs> there was there was an article, um, uh, and it said only three percent of U.S. Hispanics use term Latinx. Did anybody see that? No,
0: no. I don't know what that is.
2: Seven, okay, that that was their same reaction. So the so um, I think you're pronouncing it wrong. How, how's it said? Latinx. Latinx. I okay, think so. f- I okay. Know. This Wouldn't is why the same. Now I get it. Isn't it latinx? This is why I'm not allowed to use they, it. They need a space yeah. or something. Right. Oh, go ahead, Ben. Wait, hold on. Say it again, Nathaniel. Latinx. Latinx. Okay. So they come up. They came over that says uh, Latinx, a gender-neutral term for people of Latino origin. And like this is something that like um, AP writers and p- p- people who work in the media have come up with to, uh, so as not to offend people yeah. with the language, right? It's a gender- gender-neutral term, so they don't say Latino or Latina, okay? No. Um, I mean, there's also functional needs for it. That way you don't have to go Latinos and Latinas. So like, I get it. That's what they're There's a double mix. But it's so funny is that like people come up with those – the the people to whom this applies for, it says a survey conducted in Spanish and English in the United States in December 2019 showed that only 23 percent of Hispanic or Latino adults surveyed even knew about the term. So this term (laughs) was for them to to, 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 to honor them or to not offend them, and like 23 percent had even heard of it. And only 3% said they described themselves using that term, while 76% said they never heard of it. <laughs> and I thought, I thought, like, here's the deal. There is a notion of someone, of looking out at the world going, oh, we will we will be gracious to these people, and we will honor them using this. And then they go, I don't care about this at all. This means absolutely nothing. Like, you're protecting me for something that means nothing to me. If this same thing happens. There was an article today about uh, Adele wearing some sort of, like, uh, there's, a, there's a festival in Notting Hill. And Adele, the singer, would generally go to this thing, and it had like it was about celebrating Jamaican heritage or whatever. Like it's when they talk about people doing hairstyles and dress for cultural appropriation. I saw the same thing about some girl who wore like a um, like a, a an Asian style dress to prom, and people were all up in arms. And until they asked. Uh, in fact, I think we've to talked about this on the show. They, they, uh, a bunch of uh, like uh, American folks were all up in arms about the cultural appropriation of the dress, and then they they went to like a hundred different people in China, and to a to a man and lady, a hundred Chinese people go, "Hey, that's awesome. We love that, that. We feel like they're honoring our culture. Look at them yeah. using the Chinese yeah. dress over there." And the same reaction was like a bunch of people were upset about Adele having worn this hairstyle and this uh this top or whatever that used the flag colors, and like. Um, they went and asked some people from Jamaica, and they're like, boy, it's just so awesome to see the celebration of our heritage and culture <laughs> showing up over there. And, like, a bunch of people in in London are totally up in arms about it. And, like, it, it was kind of the same thing that, like, at some point you have to, like, you, it is, again, it comes back to humility. It is arrogant to say, I will be the, the protector of this group of people. Yeah. When you ask a group of people, and they're like, that's awesome. And yeah. you're like, this
0: is the worst thing. Well, I think this is a little bit different. Like, r- rather, this is, I, from what I've read about it, uh, I'm trying to be humble here. I don't know anything, <laughs> uh, but uh, it's it's more of like uh, the them trying to blur the lines, like between like yeah, there's no there's no gender at all. So uh, we're all just fluid amoebas. <laughs> and uh, in order to pr- uh, and like and then you come up against a language that's built on male and female. Which, uh,
2: right. All Latin languages are right. Right. Yeah. And
0: so the like, what do we do here, Latinx? Right. 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 So it's. I don't think it's like more like uh, about protecting yeah, the yeah. Latinos. No, agreed. As like an agenda push. Yeah. Yeah. But I I mean I'm not 100% on that but no, that, that's, that's what true. I got the feel from it.
2: But and I suppose either way like there's still a reaction that like trying to do that same thing within a culture that's built on that and they and they don't have a problem with this at all uh and there's an attempt by someone and like yeah. they they actually they were accused of like anglicizing the term to try to like wash something together when like it's it's actually important that some nouns are feminine or masculine. They're communicating something that, frankly, a lot of um, a, lo- a lot of people don't believe in anymore. Like, oh, well, that's not actually a masculine trait. But, like, a lot of our languages and things are built on those types of mm-hmm. things. And you do miss some nuances of communication if you reject that that's what those things are coming from. I thought the article was funny. Hmm. I thought someone put a lot of time and effort <laughs> to do this, and then the people who are supposed to be a p- part of it are like, oh, boy, I've just not never heard of that at all. Yeah. And it means nothing to me. <laughs> they never show that in the interview, right? They're like, so we asked a blah, 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 blah. And they're like, I don't care at all. This is not of any consequence to me. I'll see you. <laughs> hey, so this is another article I saw, and I thought, boy. And here's the thing. These, these particular articles, I, I like them because they're on both ends of the spectrum as they rile up the, the, the two different groups of people. Um, but, like, there was an article that said, Idaho church removes divisive and hurtful stained glass Robert E. Lee window in a church. Now, what's the first thing that occurs to you? That they have a stained glass window of Robert E. Lee. In there? <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so here's the deal. Most of this is this is where like I've got a I've got a group of like like hi, like highly conservative friends who be like this is ridiculous. They're trying to change history and like why are they removing Robert E. Lee? My first reaction was, why is there a stained glass window of Bob Lee in this church? This shouldn't be here at all. If you want to talk about a monument in, in front of the courthouse, okay, fine. Have a conversation about that. But, like... Can't we all be on board that Bob Lee doesn't need a stained glass window in a church? This shouldn't even be a story. They should have taken this down the minute they put it up. You're, sweet, you're sitting there singing in the sweet by and by as you look at Robert E. Lee over to the left. You're like, boy, oh, I don't know. This seems weird. It makes you wonder who else is in this church. Yeah. Like, like, well, so, which is so weird. So it's in the first United Methodist Church. And I thought, like, of all the people to be in the window yeah. in the United Methodist Church, but yeah. Robert well, Lee. What's the, next? We're going to have to take Socrates down? (laughs) But it's so funny because, like I said, Idaho church removed a stained glass window featuring Confederate General Robert E. Lee last week after voting in June to modify the image that some found divisive and hurtful. (laughs) Did they put a hat on him or something? (laughs) Uh, That's not him no more. (laughs) It's uh, uh, Paul. (laughs) Wait a minute. This is great. It says First United Methodist Church in Boise, Idaho, also known as the Cathedral of the Rockies. Dan, wait, Dan, do you have a catchphrase for your church? (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Took down the image of Lee during a deconsecration ceremony. How can you deconse... Was it consecrated at some point? I suppose it was. You should be more embarrassed for what put it up. That's where you should be embarrassed. It it says, after having originally covered the image with a black banner that read, We Repent. The church had been contemplating <laughs> removing the Confederate general from one of their stained glass windows ever since Dylan Roof murdered nine black congregants at Mother Emanuel mm-hmm. America Church in South Carolina. It says, Following the Charleston tragedy, we began a process to engage this community in deep questions of racial justice and God's call to us in the 21st century, acknowledging our own sin with the stained glass window panel in the right transept of the cathedral. Wait, the co- window pane, here we go, honors Presidents Washington, Lincoln, and Confederate General Robert E. Lee. You're repenting of the wrong thing. Yeah. I mean, you were wrong about the first thing, true. We repent for having created any type of monument to anybody else within the house of the Lord of any sort of political figure. I don't care who
0: it is or how great you thought they were. You should have... Yeah, graven images and all.
2: What a defiant heck!
0: Yeah, I
2: mean, I don't know. I don't know how that sniffed right when it got put up. And, like, I don't know why the shooting... I mean, granted, (laughs) it it was a tragedy, right? But, like, why did that tick any bells, right? Like, hey, by the way, we also have... We're a we human engraved on, yeah, the, on, yeah. the, on the glass. Do you think that's wrong? No, 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 no. That's not wrong at all. Okay, now it's wrong. Really? What? I mean, there, nothing about that should have changed your thought process. It was always wrong. They say, there are several things that we know to be true, the church said. Here we go. We recognize this section of our window is more than a benign historical marker. For many of God's children it is an obstacle to worship in a sacred space. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, I would agree. <laughs> For every reason that you're not going to name here, but it shouldn't have been there in the first place, that's where you should repent. Uh, I've just never heard of such a thing. I, this uh, is just uh, blowing my mind. A, why, <laughs> why would this ever happen? <laughs> Doesn't it sound like somebody paid for it? They're like, "Look, man, I will pay for this stained glass window, but I want the three pillars America." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. Robert E. Lee in there.
1: Robert E. Lee. Yeah. 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 But Washington,
2: was <laughs> Lincoln, the in, loser of the Civil War. Lincoln. Yeah. Right? yeah I mean,
1: <laughs> <Lincoln>. <laughs> what? I, I mean, I. <laughs> I There's mean, so many
2: questions. Here's the <laughs> deal. And people are like, well, he was a Christian. I know lots of Christians. No, re- I Like, I, I can't speak. I've never met the man. Again, I don't have an entire hold on facts on Robert E. Lee. But I'll tell you this much. He shouldn't be in a state class window in a church for any reason. Yeah. And neither should George Washington. Yeah, I love my Washington. <laughs> Who's best known, by the way, for their political attributes right it's not like you're reading about these fellows in fox's book of martyrs right? <laughs> right like their acumen the reason you know them is because they're foundation of a nation and a political process and that's the only reason you know any three of them right <laughs> none of them none of them died in service of
1: calcutta <laughs> you uh, know what i'm saying like it just it's crazy <laughs> I, I was in philadelphia I uh, i don't know a couple of years ago whatever it was and uh, sat in one of uh, a pew that was uh, they they would rent them by the year right so that's how they knew it was like so and so's pew so I sat in George Washington's pew, and it was really kind of cool to think, wow, George Washington, actually, this was, right. like, his family sat here, but never did I even think <laughs> what they need is a stained glass window, or, or maybe a statue, <laughs> or something, right. I mean, it's was like, that I, That was just kind of a cool historical thing, you right. know, and I just, I just don't know where they came from. Right. That's, that's, Boy, it's crazy.
2: Yeah, we're putting a, Hey, we're going to build a new church building, get the sanctuary set up, and we we could get a velvet Ronald Reagan
1: put, <laughs> put up in
0: the back to really seal the deal in here. And Elvis, he sang some gospel <laughs> songs. Get yeah. one of those jelly bean murals. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, we got to put a light on this. <laughs> <laughs> here's,
2: the th- so, and, and here's the thing. If you're looking at life through the purity of the gospel, like you don't need... You don't need events around you to cause this to go. Like, how does it not occur to anybody over the last 50 years to look up at, at, at Mr. Lee and go, this, "This one of these things doesn't belong here. Yeah. Why, why, why is George Washington in here? I just don't... Yeah, it's, that, it's just a total blindness to not realize, like, you missed this the day you put it up. It doesn't have anything to do with the cultural context or whatever you think that followed. He shouldn't have been there to begin with. <laughs> it, it is something to keep in mind, though, is when you hear other people talk about why they are struggling with Christianity realize that like there are <laughs> we do this <laughs> we do this yeah. right like there's there's an there's an elbow and uh and a left hip socket that acts like this you know and you're <laughs> like the body is we i thought we had this all tucked up but let's go over yeah. this again Okay, we don't put uh, soldiers or political rivals in stained glass to be immortalized in God's house. We just don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so where you thought it would be a given, you find out things like, it was not a given. Ah, oh, man, okay, we got to go back through this. This is where Paul goes, and we're still on the milk. Okay, fine. <laughs> I see we're still on the milk. All right, well, let's fire this up again. <laughs> oh, man. I, it was a total surprise because, like, I, I read that, and there was, some, of course, there were a bunch of comments after the article, and not one person goes, hey, that, part, that shouldn't have been there at all. I'm like, what? What? How are 100 people talking about this? And what we're saying is, oh, I don't think Dylan Roof was a right supremacist. I don't care. He was a murderer. Have a reaction to that. Weep with those who weep. All right? But if there's something systemic leading to this, uh, figure out ways to be part of making peace. That has nothing to do with some kind of goofball church who put up Robert E. Lee. Yeah. Like,.
1: You missed it. We missed it. Yeah, we we're missed fighting it. the wrong
2: thing. Yep. We made you,
1: peace with a with a window. I mean, I've I've never been in a church with a stained glass window, so, so I, I'm not. That's not my tradition. I, yep. I don't get it. I th- I'll look at them. I think, oh, that's kind of cool. But also, I'm like, I don't really like them, right? Yeah, you don't know, yeah. But but usually when they churches have them, they're they're pretty excited about their windows, yep. and there's always a story, and it's there's like a story. A, it's a really important story. Yes. So yeah, this wasn't like some designer said, hey, I've got some glass. It happens right. to look like you know. Yeah. I mean. This is very intentional, and it was commissioned, and it happened, and, yeah. and everybody knew the story, and they told the story, I'm sure, over many years. Right. And this is where we came from. you got to realize our history. And, like, once again,
2: you're misidentifying yourself, right? You're the engrafted branch. Where you came from? was Israel. <laughs> <Right>? Israel. <laughs> yeah, you came from a long line of Gentile sinners, and we were saved from that. We put that on the glass. <laughs> <laughs> That's the stuff that we put yeah. up in the glass. <laughs> you, might well, you might as well render a picture of Chuck, modern-day yeah. Chuck. Put him up there if you want to remind him of yourself. It's you know, and it's a good point though is that like I, you've been and see some of those historical churches and like whatever your your perspective is on what you might consider to be an excess in architecture around say catholic churches in many places I'll tell you this you talk to the to the rector of that catholic church and they're going to look to you and say look at these that's the Apostle Paul when he when he met Jesus in the blah blah blah. Here's the st- here's the Stations of the Cross or whatever. Like th- th- those things uh, do pull you back into a biblical story. They're not telling you something outside of the biblical story. They were intending to honor God uh, with the biblical story and surround people with those types of things. Now, yeah. frankly, most of us who walk into a Catholic church are like, "Oh, that's neat." Most of the people. Some of the people who are going to that Catholic church would look at those same things and go, "That reminds me about the sacrifice that this person made." Yeah. And if, so you know, what I'm saying, like, that's why there's just always a bigger context. And yeah. what I might find in excess, some people might really connect with. And I think that's a healthy conversation for the church to have. Uh, Bob Lee, George Washington, A yeah, uh, Blinken. Not... No, <laughs> it's not even that bucket whatsoever. I mean, it's like,
1: "Hey, there's these twelve stones." Remember, remember when <laughs> you know that that happened? Oh, yeah. Was, but, but they didn't have. You know, right, so Nothing to do The with. Moses pole or something? I
0: don't know. Does the article say what they replaced the glass with? Like, uh, is it just like a normal yeah. pane now, or did they get new the Bill stain Litton. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we put Dale Earnhardt up there. Let me see here. Everybody loves Dale.
2: Uh, no. So it had. It said there was a banner over the top of it, and it said it said it was a D. Window pane honors. We were deeply. No, 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 no. I thought there was... Oh, yeah, okay. Deconsecration Center took down the image of Lee, covered the image, after having originally covered it with a black banner that we had re-repent.
0: So they just took down Lee? They didn't take down take Right, down it sounds like Washington. George
2: Washington and Abe Lincoln are still there.
0: They had to etch, or, etch around him. Now there's an outline of Lee, so yeah. we still get the story. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, wait, is this a picture of... No. Oh, 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 yeah, look, they got Martin Luther up there. Oh, yeah, Lincoln, Washington. Oh, they're all on the same pane. There's like a picture of Robert E. Lee, jo- uh, Abraham Lincoln, and George Washington, and then right next to him is an etch of Martin Luther and Athanasius. Boy, these guys just—I mean, it's a very uh, nicely done window. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong with having with with creating stained glass and art and uh, depictions of people. It's fine, right? Yeah. Like, it just doesn't belong in God's house. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> have, That's all. Yeah, have that. Disc- okay. Anyway, I thought I thought they were funny. <laughs> I thought those were two funny stories, probably for the wrong reasons. <laughs> All right, Mike, what, what, let's, let's give some advice here. What the, the world has been waiting with bated breath. Dare, live from the path, my husband's best friend lives with us. Okay. And I love him like a brother. The problem is he has no degree and no car and aspires to nothing more than work and fast food part-time. Mm-hmm. We took him in to help him get through a bad divorce, and now it seems like he'll never be able to leave. He doesn't make enough money to support himself and has no ambition for completing his education. My husband is convinced there is no path for him to better himself. Since I'm supporting all three of us, this has become a serious bone of contention. How can I improve this situation? Wait me your husband don't work either? <laughs> uh, are they old? Make no mention of age. Uh,
0: hmm...
2: I mean, I mean th- nobody talks about at 65, like, that guy don't even have a degree. You know, so I'm <laughs> yeah, assuming, yeah, they're, so like, I'm assuming they're like, they're yeah, 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 or late 20s, early 30s, something like that. First Burger King. Uh, n- hmm. this is, so here's the deal. This is difficult. This is difficult um, because you what, what you don't want, for someone you care about, you don't want to um, be a person that causes a rift over something that feels like it is material. Can't I just, I mean, well, hey man, he's already staying here. Like, do I really want to cause a bone and, and a big potential problem by saying, look, this can't be that way? But here's the thing here's what I'm going to tell you Christians are in a hard position because we deal in true things. Okay? And the truth is, is that like, uh, it, it, it's when you look at the reality, and that includes the realities of the world around us. And the reality of the world around us is, is that like, if you don't work, you don't eat. And frankly, we were talking about this. You know what's so interesting? We were talking about um, when when Jesus is talking to the crowds about anxiety, um, and he says, "Hey, look at the birds of the air. Okay, don't I feed the birds of the air?" Let me ask you this question: Do the birds? Does he come down, drop a finger down from heaven, and drop food in the raven's mouth? Yes. Dan says it's happening. No, no. He saw, Dan saw it in a stained glass window. I've seen <laughs> the, the, hand of, the hand of Yahweh feeding the raven. Yeah. No, what, is he, what does he mean when he says he feeds the raven? He means he has created uh, ground and seeds, and he sends water, and he grows food, of which the raven is out flying about 10 hours a day looking for and eating. Mm-hmm. And when he says, when he looks at the disciples and he talks to the crowds and he says, look, uh, don't I also provide for you? We've gotten so far away from that mind, mind frame where, like, when he says he provides me, it means I sit on my butt. And somebody from the church shows up with groceries. But, like, when he says he provides for you, uh, there's the farmers of this world create one and a half times the amount of food that's actually needed to, to feed everybody. And I mean everybody. We waste a lot. God provides for us through his creation. And so it caused this existential thing. Was like, am I supposed to be farming? I feel like maybe I'm supposed yeah, to farm. Yeah, we should farm. <laughs> maybe I should be farming more. Um, but but like, but here's the thing, God's proposition for saying, "Don't worry, I will take care of you." It's built in that He doesn't send corn into your house. Like, you still have to cultivate it and you still have to pick it up. And like, think of the guy, you remember like the Bible acts like when they're taking the guy out to beg at the gate beautiful, his friends are helping him. They're picking him up. That guy is still working. He's just working at the gate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it, this this note, it is, it is a lie to represent to someone that God's view of the world is I don't have to do anything and someone will take care of me. Mm-hmm. It's just not true. And like, It's not – I I struggled with this for so long because, like, it feels like do I mind helping people that need help? No, I don't. And will it cost me something? Yes, it will. And, like, are there going to be times where, say, I work hard and this person isn't really doing much of anything and they're benefiting? Uh, Maybe that's true because they need help, and we should be perfectly fine with that. But if you have the ability to otherwise live in the world – And behave in it in the way that God says is true. And I continue to shield that fact from you because I don't want to hurt your feelings. That's a mistake. It's a lie. It's a dishonesty. And I don't think we're actually serving people by doing it. And so, yes, people will get mad when you say something like, hey, look, you can't live here forever. I'm doing you a disservice. And uh, you are going to have to find another place to live. And that does may- maybe mean that you've got to work a couple jobs or you've got to find a better job than the one that you have. I will help you as much as I can up to this point. Um, but it is fundamentally a dishonest representation of the world, and it is not a violation of Christian charity to be honest about the true state of the world. Even when God says, don't worry, I will take care of you, he has built into the fact that you're going to respond to his blessing, not wait till he blows open the door and shoves it in your face. And so, I—it's—it's it's just I—I I think there's a, the, Christians with a burden for the world and a love of people will always have a hard time here, and it's the right thing to struggle with. So I—I'm I, okay. I was—I came to this position, uh, like even with the within the last two months or so, I was te- I had to teach that section. I'm like, how am I supposed to think about this? And I found a sense of peace that I think I haven't had for a long time when it comes to how I help people by thinking about that particular example and recognizing that like it's not my job to, to be dishonest with how the world works and how God's set up to bless the world and I'm taking something away from them by trying to make sure it's that and I'm not lacking charity I'm not saying hey I don't love people because I won't let you freeload for years mm-hmm. that's not not loving people okay it's, it's, it's fundamentally denying a reality that God has created for a blessing you get blessing from work Adam did work the ability to reap God's blessing upon your life is such a gift. Just like most of the good things that come that God says, like joy and peace, a lot of the fruits of the spirit, you actually don't, you won't get by sitting on your butt at home on the couch and going, I just am enjoying the fruits of the spirit. You see them by actually doing the kingdom work and they produce in you and you get to see that you have peace where you shouldn't. And you are able, like making peace, in, being a peacemaker is so rewarding. It's so rewarding. Being someone who gets to be part of helping someone find Jesus and, and 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 be able to live a free life that they could never live, that's a gift of the kingdom. And to the extent that you never get to be part of it because you sat home waiting for the blessings of the Spirit to come upon you, you misunderstand the work. There, It's not because God's saying, I will only bless work. He's saying, do the work. That's how blessings come. That's how you get to see them work. And so, I, I know, sorry, tirade. But like, um... All that to say is that no, it's it's not uncharitable, um and from at least from a Christian perspective, you're not actually helping people by continuing to support a untrue view of the world or or an untrue view of God's blessings
1: uh, uh, a much shorter version sorry <laughs> 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 no that was good stuff it, <laughs> it is 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 yeah, you started out at least your husband did to help at some point you're not helping. So your next step is don't get all irate and everything and, right. and, and drop him. How about you all get together and develop an exit plan Here's a path that includes this is how you live in the real world? Yep, yep,
2: yep, yes. Agreed, agreed. Yeah. You can't, and that's that's a good point, Dan, is that, like, once you come, to, it's not fair to get sick of it and take it out on the person. Yeah, no, done. That, yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's not going to work. Okay. Like, you're still a peacemaker. You are still helping them, and, you, and you're helping them live in a real world, and so there has to be a path to that. Um, it's not your job to be punitive. It is your job to be honest. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you got to figure out the right path to that. Mike, are you taking a deep breath cuz you're not sure on this? No, no, I think it's just a hard truth. I you know, I think it's a hard truth to to walk in and deliver mm-hmm. and you know and and I I think on the whole um, a lot of people that are in a situation like this like um they don't they have a they have a level of reality that's not tenable to them. Right, like, uh, you know, like, uh, I will find a place to uh, when I, I will move out when I have uh, the right amount of money and I can get my own apartment or a house with a yard or whatever. And be like, look, uh, you can't afford a house with a yard. I mean, you're gonna have you're gonna have to tone this down a little bit. You right. can probably get a one bedroom, probably not even in town, Studio, probably in like yeah. one of the off towns, <laughs> right? you know. But like, and and that's not. It feels punitive, right? Because uh, because you're asking them to leave your 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 home where they're set up much better. Right, there's food there, and there's a comfy place to live, and most things are paid for, and it's no big deal, you know. But at the end of the day, you're saying, look, with the amount of work you're willing to do, this is the reality of what you can actually afford. Yeah. Uh, and, she and, said he is working, right? Uh, I thought he works fast food.
1: Fast food, yeah. yeah. Right? yeah. So, I mean, that's a job. Yeah. So, it's and a, it's a
2: job, but like, what you're not going to do is move out of your buddy's house with his wife and then move into equal accommodations, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to yeah. end up in a, an apartment somewhere, you know, that, that covers cable and electric and water all in <coughs> one swath. And you're not going to have as much room, and you're not going to enjoy all the byproducts of what a, a, a married couple upbringing a house looks like, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, like, uh, I think that the, most of the time where I've heard kickback about this is, like, they, the, the, the person who's staying or the person who wants to live there, they have unrealistic expectation of what moving out actually looks like. They're like, I'm going to... I'm gonna walk into this thing and and uh you know and, and be set up and it's gonna be great. And it's like, look with the amount of money you make, that's not gonna happen. You're you're gonna have to lower your standards, right? If you're not willing to either work or do something different, then this is the max of what you're be able gonna the blessings you're gonna reap, right? right. It's all the more you're gonna get. And then they're like, Well forget it. If that's all the more I'm gonna get, I'm just gonna stay here. There's no reason to move out. Well, I mean, there is kind of a reason for you to move out, you know. And so <laughs> and so, like it's it's just it's a it's a difficult conversation. And, and I think it assumes like part of that underlying thing um, has the thing that I was kind of getting at with the kingdom work, which it assumes that there's not a value in the process, like that this is simply a measurement of outcome. Well, here I get three three meals a day, and I have a room all to myself, and I don't have to pay for cable and blah. And it's a measurement of outcome that says there's no value in being a person that lives independently and pays for their own stuff. That isn't I, – I don't want to necessarily say like that it isn't a burden on somebody else because like, again, to the notion that people need help, we should be glad to give and they shouldn't think of themselves as a burden. But like there is a value in being someone who – Uh, Like going to work and providing for your family and providing for yourself. Um, There's, there's a, there's a self-confidence thing in there. There was a recognition of contributing something positive into the world of being able to take the things that God has blessed you with even minimally and help other people with it. And so like, um, and a way that God has designed the world to work, right? Like he fires up two humans and puts them to work, right? And so like, there's a thought process that like, because of the systems we have set up in place within our country, um, it 's optional, right, because the systems will catch you, and like it's not was not god 's initial intention i'm saying yeah, and I think yeah that 's the point you 're missing out on the part of the blessing of god 's design, and I know it's it 's hard to on the other side of this when you might be hearing that from a person who seems to be doing just fine, but frankly i might I might appeal to you that a lot of the folks who are in a much better position than than uh, other folks like this have actually been doing that very thing. They've been working for a while. They have like, and, and there are blessings, and I don't mean like ma- necessarily material benefits, although there's parts of that. But like, um, being able to like, I, just in my own personal situation, we have just recently reached a point where like, I have the ability, even on a monthly basis, like I don't even have, like I have the ability to help people and not go, oh, I wonder if I wonder if this is going to mean we. I I scheduled the water bill. I just moved into a new house, and I finally agreed after. Fifteen years of marriage to let them automatically take the money out for the water bill. I have refused that because I'm like, you never know. I might not pay the water bill this month. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I looked at my wife and I said, "You'll never believe it, woman. I scheduled the water bill. I said they can take it whenever they want." <laughs> now, part of that is because I'm on well water and on uh, uh, I'm not on paying sewer, so it's only like forty bucks a month. <laughs> it's a little cheaper. Um, but, but 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 like, there's just a level there where like. We've we've done whatever it is for the last fifteen years and if someone goes, Hey man, I need help, I can go, I have it. I have it today. I can help. Let's do I it. can help and it's not gonna mean that I can't pay the water bill. And I'm alright not paying the water bill in service of the Lord. I don't particularly care. <laughs> but like I but that's the point and like it's a real blessing to be in that situation and to be able to help someone in that type of way without having to to worry about those types of things. And so But do you know how many hours you had to work? Fifteen years' work. Uh, well, right, right. Fifteen years' work to be able to position. To, it's right. not a thing that just befell you. God was God was mm-hmm. faithful and, and 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 blessed the the work of your hands. Right, but like you had to continue to
1: work, and you w- would not be in that position. Right. As you lay back and, and like, I, I, it's and the longer you sit in a fast food setting, the longer that delays. Right, 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 right. right. I mean, yep. it's, it's, that's not what that job is designed for. Right, right. right.
2: Yeah. Now, Nathaniel, you ever been in this position where, like, you intended to help someone, uh, to, to keep them on their feet or whatever, short term, and it ended up being a much longer term commitment than you expected?
0: Uh, well, one time I had uh, knew a fella who he came looking around for some uh, some dinero. He was sh- a little short on cash. Yeah. And uh, so I says to him, "Sure, you know, I got, I got, I ain't hurting for money." Uh, and he says, "I'll pay you back anytime now." You know. And uh, it was, I mean, it was like 600 bucks, you know? Right. It That's no chump change. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's not pocket change, but it's also, you know, I'm not, you know, breaking the bank or anything. Uh, but then, you know, eventually after, you know, some months go by, he's like, hey, it's going to be a little bit longer. <laughs> I, like, oh, I, just, I thought about this. And, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and uh, eventually, uh, because he was a family member, right. I, I says to him, listen, guy, uh, just consider it a $600 birthday gift. And uh, we'll forget it ever happened because I don't want to, I mean, I don't care that much. And (laughs) I don't want you coming home at like Christmas and being like, oh, I don't want to hang out with old Nathaniel (laughs) because I owe him some some dinero. Uh, And so, you know, that happened. And then uh, like maybe six months later, he came, uh, he came tumbling back around and he says, hey. Remember uh, how I didn't pay you back? Well, I need I need another loan. This time I'll pay you back for real. And I said, uh, "Okay, uh, are you sure?" <laughs> he says, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I will." And so it was like I don't know. I think it was like four hundred bucks this time. And so I loaned four hundred bucks, and he did pay me back. Oh, good. And uh, then uh, I mean, but then like every, I think like six months from. Then on he, there was like, Hey, uh, uh, I blew a tire rent or my hours got cut or this or that. And like, and I, it it wasn't a problem for me to, uh, help him out because like, since I've been married, I, I have not been, uh, I have not struggled for, for cash because I've had a, a, a pretty good paying job and I've lived in a house for free because I got a duplex. Yeah. And so, like, I—I I mean, it—it w- it was not a difficult situation for me, but I just did not expect upon that—that that initial six hundred bones that it was going to be a uh, a six month cycle
2: of. Yeah, that is true. On the offset, you're like, absolutely, yeah. There's no yeah. question here. And then by the second one, you're like, well, it feels like it might be starting to be a pattern. But like, you know, we'll we'll, we'll tuck it up. We'll, it'll be no problem, you know. And then like by the time you're on number seven, you're like.
0: You know, I feel like some fundamental changes might need to happen. Plus, like at, at, at that point, I was like, well, "Okay, what am I funding now?" Yeah, like because I'm not even a hundred percent sure. And uh, even if I am, it is going towards what you're saying it's going towards, I'm not like sure I agree with that either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's true
2: because you start to feel misgivings about it. You're like, "Well, am I? Does it matter what they spend the money on?" My call is to be generous, and you're like, "It kind of does." Yeah, it kind of does matter what you are spending on, because I am not going to give you money to do the wrong thing, and so and then what you end up in is in a cycle of, look, I would love to give you money, but you are going to do bad things with it, so I literally can't give you any money. Oh, well, you are not generous. No, I feel like I am being pragmatic. <laughs> like I just, <laughs> I said I will help you do good things, and even the the things you intend for good end up being bad somehow. Like, and now you've really tied my hands because I'd like to be generous, but you are, I can't be, and that really stinks because I wanted to be. But I just can't trust it's gonna come out right. And like that's a tough cycle. It's a tough cycle yeah, to go out through. Yeah. I agree. I think you gotta set the line. And uh and I and it's it's a hard line. It really is a very difficult line. I, I get it. <laughs> yeah, I mean I, I think that's um I think it's okay to say, look, I I will default to the side of generosity. Um I will default to the side of uh, to, to the side of grace. But like it is not – it does not lack grace to otherwise deal with the situation in front of you um, it, and, and be and being honest about a reality. You are not depriving someone of grace simply because you say, look, the truth is uh, I'm not going to keep giving you money uh, because this isn't actually helping you. Um, wh- and here's the other thing, and this is the frustration I o- I've had uh, – uh, okay, I'm going to be- – I hate to bring this up. Um, this is the frustration I've had with, with, like, some of the stuff we see in the news is that, like um, – there's a legitimate conversation that probably needs to be had that no one can have because we're talking about other things. And like, what a what a terrible waste of an opportunity to have the right conversation as a as a country. And instead, we're going, oh, how many how many how many buildings burned down? Well, like, what? The, there were people out there who've got who need who are trying to to broker a conversation. And maybe you can call them peacemakers. They're out there trying to figure out a way to find peace in places where we where we can't seem to find it. And, like, I can't hear any of those people. And that's so disappointing. And, like, I think that this, the same thing kind of applies here, where, like, um, if we're constantly, if you direct, we can't direct our money to people. Like, legitimately, the church is supposed to give freely and graciously to people who need it. And you know what that might mean? That might mean someone who's not capable of working. And they're they're thirty years old, and they're not going to be capable of working for sixty years. And it goes, the church, you need to kind of step in and help. And we're like, no problem, long haul. I we're will in. freely give whatever we got to make sure this is taken care of. Hospitals, orphanages, like a, 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 adoption agencies, all these things. The church is in with giving money, and we don't even care. We're not even counting it. Get it out of here. Help people who need help. Totally cool. But like, if if you're if, if if you're tying up some of the Lord's money when you don't have to be. Like you are kind of taking it out of the hands of other people, and like I would hate for that to happen. And so, like, I, like, I, and I think it's okay because the reality is to say, look, we're not giving to this because we're giving to this, and like that guy's actually capable of going and doing something. He just kind of refuses, and so eh, yeah, eh, yeah. It I know it doesn't feel it feels like you're not being gracious. It's not ungracious to be honest. It doesn't mean you don't have to deal with that conversation to Dan's point in a gracious manner and provide. Uh, paths to folks and simply and here's the deal Sometimes people will flat out not choose it hey I've created a path uh And they're like oh I'm not going to take that well It was an option for you You are acting like you're out of options you're not out of options You just don't want to take this particular one Uh you don't you don't get the luxury Of choosing every option because here's the deal Everybody I know in this room like we We work every day like I don't Know I don't have the option of not working I don't Know why you have the option of not working I don't I don't get it <laughs> And yeah. so anyway sorry long, long story Short um it, so some, to some of you, it feels ungracious. I, like we need to be chucking money out the window to whoever truly needs it, but it doesn't mean you're not discerning about whether people actually need it. It's Ultimately,
0: like, for for Burger King boy, like all the good things in life, do not come in brother and sister-in-law's basement. Yeah. So, like kicking them out is is for the best. Yeah, mm-hmm. they got to figure
2: it out at some point, and they and maybe you got to be the guy that helps them figure it out in a, a rougher way. Right? They always want help uh, they want the cloud. they want the cloud out of the basement. and like, well, unfortunately, I think it looks like camper. That's what it looks like. <laughs> like you leave and then you go live in a camper, or I'll help you buy a camper or whatever, but like it ain't going to look like you think it's like there's going to be some kind of daddy Warbuck stop by and hire you up at the latest law firm, right? You're probably going to have to take double shifts at the, at the place and then build your you should have started 10 years ago. you'd have been fine, but you did not. So okay, secular says. You should not be supporting all three of you. I am uh, concerned that the husband is not working. I think that's crappy. Uh, yeah, especially if like uh, if our age insinuation is right. I don't, I don't understand what's going on here. Yeah, be prepared to be the quotes bad guy and stop the gravy train now. Your <laughs> husband's best friend's career limitations should not be your problem. So give him a deadline to leave and insist upon it with the help of your husband. If that doesn't solve your problem, you may need the help of a lawyer for guidance. Oh man, that okay. That turned wow. rough. Uh. Now, here's here's the thing. The other thing I'll submit to you is that th- there is, uh, and again, this, I think this supports what Dan was talking about. It, there is a path to reality. So, like, okay, maybe you're not. They can't stay in your basement forever. But like, hey, man, I'll I'll I'll, I'll help look for jobs or whatever. Like, i uh, I know you don't have a vehicle. I'll take you to the first ten. You're gonna have to take the bus afterwards, right? Like, it's yeah. it's totally okay to say to like just because people don't need like help with everything doesn't mean that you can't be kind and shouldn't provide them help in, in making right decisions. Like I've had that come up in my life, uh, within the last six months that like, uh, people needed help when they were needing help on the path to a, to a good decision that's valuable in their life. I'm in where it's like, Hey, we need help to sustain a, not a good path. I'm like, no, I, I, I can't do that. And like, uh, but, but it doesn't mean like, Hey, like not every, not every option is, uh, Hey, we, will you have a place to live? No, but I can help you find a place to live like you can't live in my house but you but I'll help we'll help you find this thing or like hey uh will, will you whatever to, to, to handle this event for me uh no but I will help you make sure you get the right context so that you can do it like you can be helpful here um it just doesn't mean that like the, the the risk is is that when people present to you a means to help them they put you in a corner and say this is your only choice this is the option they thought of and either you help me or you're not being helpful when it's not in reality the only choice. And that's the thing you just got to – like the only option for this man isn't living in your basement. That's a false view of the world. Correct. There's plenty of places to stay. And I'm not even talking like homeless shelters. Like, Again, if he's working consistently, even at a fast food joint, uh, there are options. Now, maybe maybe he needs rental assistance. And it's going to take him six months to say, great, I'm glad to have you here for six months. You can stay. Since you're already here, we can stay for six months. Get yourself tucked right. up. You there. got a plan. You got an idea. Uh, go. Yeah. Helping towards good things, right? Like, don't draw stupid, arbitrary lines. And again, it goes back to what we talked about earlier. It's, it's when you start to be punitive that that's, that's when you're running out of Christian grace. Your job isn't to punish people. Um, but, but it is okay to set up reality. That's perfectly fine. Okay. That's it, man. That's all we're doing. Yeah, that's it. Okay, hold on. I had it ready. Okay, there we go. Hey, you've been listening to Life from the Path. I hope you guys are having a good week. We're so glad to be back here in the studio. It's a bit roasting in here, but I overprepared. I got—I put on a sweater. That was a mistake. Uh, I don't know how the thrift store priest takes it. He's been sitting in that robe and all by himself for like two months. If you guys have any feedback for us on the show, maybe you thought it was terrible. You say, look, I i, I finally waited for this to come back. And I wish you guys had stayed gone. Look at, yeah, yeah. look at this. What a mistake in my life. Uh, hit us up on the Bob Eisenhower complaint line. That's 515-517-0085, 515-517-0085. Uh, you can leave us a message. You can send us a text. We'd love to be able to hear from you. As you can tell by the last two times we brought it up, it really is delightful. Yeah. I really do love to hear from you guys, even if you're upset with the program. Um, if we leave you with anything this week, guys, um, uh, let, let's just let's just let's pray on humility. Like as a group, as the fellows in this room, and as anybody that's picking up our voices, um, just say, God, help humble us. Humble us this week. Um, as we approach our relationships with other people, as we approach our how we interact uh, online or the conversations we have, even things that are like so important in the world today, the big conversations that we need to have, um, help us to make sure we're not trailing human arrogance um, that we've 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 just got a mind for the kingdom. Uh, hey, maybe hit up, uh, uh, go to the uh, go to the Google and look um, on the YouTube and do a search for Pathway Church Johnston. Dan's got a series of sermons out there. He just covered this. He knew you needed it. Oh. Are they going to be awful? Dan, are you wearing a funky They're shirt? They're wonderful. Yeah, okay, no, tough They're fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Robert E. Lee would convert to be. <laughs> <energy. laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us on Live from the Path. Uh, we will see you uh, hopefully next week. In the meantime, be faithful in the means. God will handle the ends. You've been listening to Live from the Path.